Amplifying Leadership, a podcast dedicated to leadership and all that goes with it, with guest stories, wins, tips, challenges, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is our division. For our leadership clients, we love to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, community, and much more. To learn more about Amplifying Leadership and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. That's .ca for Canada. Today, I am welcoming Colleen Millett, an author, speaker, and best self-coach. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm very happy to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation, but before we get started, why don't you help us understand your leadership story or how you came into that? Okay, yes, I would love to. Um, So yes, my leadership story actually began when I turned 18 years old. I had just graduated Uh high school and uh, my parents went on vacation. Uh, Mm -hmm. They went to Michigan and I had to find a job while they were gone. Uh So I... My father's secretary had called and said that there was a receptionist position across the hall at a real estate appraisal firm across from them. So I I applied for the job and I got the job. Nice. It was part time. And I actually worked 52 hours my first week. And oh was my scared goodness, to death <laughs> to know what full time was. Yeah, uh, but it, but at any rate, it, it was a, a very rewarding job. And within a year, I became an appraiser myself. Good for you. So um, from that point, I, I actually worked for that firm for eleven years. Wow! And then I left to start my own journey. What had happened, uh, the reason I stepped into that leadership role as taking on an entrepreneurial position and starting my own business, there was another appraiser in the office who had uh, a national bank account, and he was leaving town to move to another state and asked me if I wanted to take over the account. And I knew I couldn't work my current position and take over that too. Mm -hmm. So I decided that, yes, I wanted to do that. And I ended up starting my own appraisal firm back in 1996. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, um, I actually, I've, I've been a real estate appraiser now for 38 years. Wow. And in 2016, I decided to do some coaching on the side because my passion mm-hmm. is personal development. Mm-hmm. Mine too. So, <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yes. So I decided that I wanted to kind of um, split my interest and do a little bit of personal development work on the side. So I started mm-hmm. a coaching business. And my very first client was my best friend who answered a a video post that I had on Facebook. And Mm -hmm. so she became my first client. And that was in uh, 2015, I believe. And then in 2016, she and I started a business together, um, a self-care subscription business for women. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So we did that. And then in 2018, through a bunch of challenges in my personal life, I ended up becoming a hypnotherapist. Okay. So now I currently today run all three of these businesses. So you can imagine with running those businesses, I've had some um, business challenges that I've turned into Mm. opportunities as well as personal ones. Yeah. That's amazing. What a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you just talked about some obstacles that came your way. Is there a big obstacle that kind of you had to overcome um, or that maybe you did turn into an opportunity during the journey. That is something that you would share today. Yes, I'm glad you asked that question. That is, um, <laughs> that's like the the million dollar question because about yeah. 12 years ago, I had the biggest shakeup of my life. 
Oh, okay. I was uh, sitting in a courtroom with my then 20, I think he was 21 years old at the time, my son, Mm -hmm. who was facing some very serious charges. He had Oh dear. Gotten addicted to drugs and mm-hmm. had been had been breaking into homes and whatnot and was facing 10 years in prison. Wow. Because of our point system here in Florida. It was just right. a very extreme thing. Um and so that was a very challenging time for me because I bet. it it was affecting me so much on a personal level that whenever something is affecting you personally, it can't help but bleed over into your business life as well. Yes, absolutely agree. Yes. And so the question that I had to ask myself at that moment was, how did we get here? You know, what happened? How how in the world did, did this happen? And mm-hmm. so I had to do a lot of self-exploration. And that was a, a big turning point in my life, because not only did I had to step up and be a leader for my family, I had to help my son turn his life around to be a leader for himself. Uh, yeah, so that that's- was that's that's a big one and you're trying yes. to run businesses at the same time yes that's incredible and also at the same time you know my son was 21 my other son was 24 and I ha- had a I think she was six at the time a six-year-old daughter at home oh wow so it was tough times tough yes times. <laughs> yes to so so you did mention to me earlier um, like during your, or really anybody else's leadership, um, journey, there, there are challenges and roadblocks and personal ones and business ones, as, as you just mentioned as well. So can you share with us how you maybe changed business challenge into an opportunity during le- your leadership? I mean, I know the personal stuff is huge and comes in there as well. Um, anything that you're willing or, or wishing to share? Yes. So at the time I was doing a lot of work for um, appraisal management companies. So my, my business had become kind of overgrown and I was training Mm -hmm. other people at the time. So what I did was I kind of took a step back and and did more of a leadership role while I was training other people to handle the business for me so that I didn't have to, yes, so that I didn't have to be as hands-on in you know, in the day to day, and I could handle the personal challenges as well. Um, but that came, you know, with that came other challenges, because I, I had to take on more of a teacher role at that point, right? And which was, you know, it was quite challenging, but it was also very rewarding, because mm-hmm. as they learned more, they were able to take more off my plate, and then I could mm-hmm. expand my business and, you know, take yeah, care of the things absolutely. I needed to do in both business and personal life. And the delegation piece and training others. I mean, it's like taking a specialist, I like to call it a specialist, like almost a paint can, right? You have a yes. specialist one, which as a leader, we don't want to be a specialist. We want to train and delegate where we can so that we can go on vacations or we have these major personal obstacles and we don't have to worry so much about the business. Did you find that that helped you through some of those challenging times just by being able to now? delegate I know you you and you delegate but how did that actually help you overcome your personal challenge at the time it was a very hard time for me because I was not used to delegating I was used to doing Uh everything myself yeah and and I learned that from my mom my mom was a workaholic and I Mm -hmm. what I had discovered through this process was that I too had become a workaholic so I had Uh no choice but to you know 
dig down deep within myself to, to make that realization, to have that self-awareness to know, okay, I have done this to myself and now I have Mm -hmm. to make the changes in order to get out of this. So it was a hard time for me to try to learn how to delegate and to not, um, not expect people to do the things the way I would do them, but to give them the freedom to do the job in their own way but just show them the tools and techniques that they might need in order to Mm -hmm. help them do that. But it was very challenging for me. I bet. And, but it's a good leadership step. It's a good step forward in growth of leadership is when you have that realization and you empower the employees to do something because, you know, maybe they have a better way of doing it. Who knows? Right. Exactly. And in doing that, I was able to also turn that, that new, um, the new growth within myself Mm -hmm. towards in a, you know, helping my children to do the things on their own and not doing everything for them. Oh, I love it. It's like, you can take, you can take so many leadership, uh, you know, journeys home and you can take so many things from home to work. I mean, it's, it's incredible what can be done that way. Yes. So let's switch the conversation a bit about communication, because you did talk about delegating and teaching. So, I mean, communication is one of my favorite topics of leadership. So when you look at it, when it comes to the challenges that maybe a leader is facing, either personal or at work, and they do need to communicate something effectively, maybe it is a business challenge, and they need to communicate that to their team very effectively. How should they, or what are your thoughts on how they should communicate that to their employees, or even maybe it is a leadership team that, you know, their, their fellow leadership team that they're communicating to? Well, what I like to do is I like to ask myself, if I were in their position, how Mm -hmm. would I want this to be communicated to me? Oh, that's Um, good. Mm -hmm. Yes, because, and one of the reasons why I've learned to ask myself that question is because I've had uh, issues at at home and other places where people have told me, oh, well, it's your tone. So I had to, again, be self-reflective and learn, okay, when I need to communicate something, I have to be aware of the tone that I'm using and to, to really focus in on how would I want this addressed you know, to, to myself. And then Mm -hmm. I have to kind of walk my talk and be that leader in that position of communication in directing them Mm -hmm. of, you know, how I want something done. And it's almost respected as well. Yeah. Respect huge. It's huge. And it's, it's almost where you're um, what I call know your audience, right? You need to know who you're talking to so that communication could be very effective, especially when it comes to big challenges. So why do you think um, that it's important to communicate challenges, specifically business, but maybe there are some personal ones that leaders should share if they're willing and, you know, that's up to them. But why do you think it's important to communicate some of these challenges to your teams? Well, I think that people need to understand that um, that you as a leader have challenges as well. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, they, you know, sometimes they think that you're in that role and that you don't have any issues or challenges mm-hmm. because you're passing everything down the line and everyone else is handling mm-hmm. it for you. But that's that's in essence really not true. You know, you have your mm-hmm. own new set of challenges that you have to do. And if something is not happening on the other end, you know, with the employees, then you're going to have even more challenges to overcome as the leader. Mm-hmm. And again, you you have to be able to 
know what's going on with your team as well. And I like mm-hmm. to, you know, when I'm communicating a challenge or something, I like to watch people's body language, the facial expressions yes. and things like that so that I can get a feel for if they're not wanting to do something or if they're resisting mm-hmm. in some way or if they're on board. And that way it gives me clues as to how to better, you know, communicate what I'm asking them mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And it, I think it also provides that personal touch to when we communicate our challenges, business or otherwise, the people don't see us as somebody at the top. They see us as a person they can approach, you know, yes. they can, they can approach with their own challenges. Um, maybe they can approach with ideas in the organization that they have for you. Has that, has that ever been something that you've really, um, that you've noticed? Maybe when you had that big shift to teaching and delegating, did you notice that communication change from your, your employees and your team? Yes, I absolutely did. And it all boiled down to compassion, where I was able to have compassion for other people, but I was for many years unable to have compassion for myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was at a certain point where somebody that I was training actually had some compassion for me and came, came out and, and was actually very open and honest and saying, Hey, I've noticed this going on with you. You know, how can I help? And in that moment, I was just like, Oh my goodness. You know, the, the teacher becomes the student because I had somebody that expressed that compassion to me. So I think that is a big, big part of it. It's always a two-way street, right? Yes. <laughs> We're human. <laughs> Leaders are human too, right? So Right, right. And that's the biggest thing is getting getting people to realize, yes, we're all human. Exactly. So if we put communication aside, because it's, it's always the big topic, what do you feel is the biggest part of leadership in order to actively, again, maybe not what we've touched on already, but is there something else um, that you want to touch on? Yes, I I think the biggest part is investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And by that, I Love mean it. digging down deep to tap into that self-awareness, to know who you really are as a person, what your values are, and mm-hmm. the direction that you want to go in your life. And the reason I say that is because what I discovered with with my you know entrepreneurial journey all of these years is that mm-hmm. I had been living my life based on the expectations of other people. Okay. Yes. And so it it took me a long, long time. I was probably in my forties when I realized, you know what, I'm, I'm not living my life. I'm living the life my parents wanted for me Mm -hmm. or the life society told me I needed to live. So I had to really take a step back and figure out what that role looked like for me as a leader in the life that I truly wanted to to Mm -hmm. live. Yeah. I actually wrote a blog post about everybody being unique. I mean, we are not I'm an identical twin and yes, I have, I, love yeah. <laughs> I have mentioned this once before, but my sister and I are unique. I mean, we're mirror identical. She's left-handed. I'm right-handed. So oh, even wow. as, yeah. So even as a identical twin, there are still differences between us, you know, and, and we live in different places now. We're still insanely close. Obviously we have our business together, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody is unique. They have their own path you know, to take and they, with self-discovery, either through personal or business self-discovery, leadership, self-discoveries and professional and personal development. I think we all learn what our unique path is, right? So it's, it's just, it's so important that we find that. Do you agree with that? 
I totally agree with that. And I think that we aren't really encouraged to do that. As, as children, I think that a, a lot of that is taken out of the school systems. You know, you have to wear the uniforms and everything. It has to be, yeah. um, you know, conforming. And and so I think that, you know, we get to a certain point in our life where we're just, you know, screaming to, to find that uniqueness mm-hmm. about us. And I, I think that that's amazing for you, you know, as a twin to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to have that uniqueness with, you know, you, between you and your sister. Yes. It, it makes us unique. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you had to give our audience today, like that big tip that they could turn a challenge into an opportunity with this big tip and, and maybe something that they can take away and start within the next you know couple of days, what would you say that would be? I would say that would be to listen to your self-talk. Mm-hmm. Because the most Love important, wo- the most important words you will ever hear are the words you say to yourself. Yep. So you want to make sure that you those thoughts are loving, that they're kind, and that they're empowering. Absolutely agree with you. And we can have so much negative self talk, and if we don't make ourselves aware of that and try to reframe it into positive thoughts or ways forward, I think it's. I mean. It's, it's, it's difficult to do. It's difficult thing to change. Right. And I'm sure you've noticed that on your journey. Um, But if we can take that one negative thought or at least recognize them and then reframe them. So I'm, I, I'm going to ask you if there is a negative thought that maybe you had in the past that you reframed and what did that look like for you when you reframed it? Okay. Yes. Um, and actually that was the basis of, uh, self-discovery in the book that I wrote. Um, so my negative thought, it was actually my negative belief that I had stuffed down and didn't know that it was actually running the show in the background for Uh nearly 30 years. But that negative thought was, I don't matter. Oh, so, so how did you change that? What did you, what do you now say to yourself instead of, I don't matter? So now I say, you know, I am enough and I do matter. That's but it awesome. took it took that issue with my son and really diving deeper into the personal development and then helping him, you know, develop the leadership within within himself mm-hmm. for me to kind of find that I even had that limiting belief mm-hmm. and then to turn it around. Yes. And it made yes. all the difference in the world. I, I I love reframing negative thoughts, something I do with so many clients because we don't hear it ourselves sometimes and people can speak it or they think it. And as coaches, I'm sure you've also noticed we hear it and see it. And sometimes yes. just bringing it to light can be, be absolutely huge, can be huge. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all these wonderful things and your personal story. I do appreciate that very much. It's important that other leaders know that there are humans out there that have their own personal challenges and not always small ones either. So if anybody wanted to find out more about you or your book, is there a place online that they could go to, to learn more? Yes, absolutely. Um, My website is www.colleenelaine.com and I'll spell that. It's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-E-L-A-I-N-E.com. Or if they wanted to find out more about my book, they could go to colleenelainebooks.com. And then find out awesome. more about me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. And again, for sharing a, a deep personal challenge is, is um, it 
it's very it's it's nice to to hear it and people to be open about those things. Thank you. And thank you so much for the opportunity, Tara. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And of course, thank you to our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show today with Colleen. If you are new to leadership, or maybe you're a seasoned leader who knows that support and developing your skills are the way to moving forward on your leadership journey, or perhaps you want to join a leadership community, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be. (laughs) 